1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Clouds mattress technology blends support and comfort to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. Every DreamCloud comes with $599 in accessories, plus $200 off with our Labor Day sale. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today.
1: Welcome to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2-1 victory against QPR at Craven Cottage. Emilio was there. He's now home. But we are now going to talk about this and just get his opening thoughts on what he watched at Craven Cottage. This was a crazy match, Emilio. Just let's get <laughs> right into it. Just give me your initial reaction to Fulham's 2-1 victory.
0: Well, I mean, we were lucky tonight well we, I think we got out of jail really what a what an interesting game wasn't the most in, in I say most pleasing game to watch you know we had lots of ups and downs throughout um it's good to beat our arguably our biggest game our rivals for the biggest game of the season, but that was that was a game of two halves to some extent at first first twenty five minutes we were dire as poorer performance as I can remember it's just as totally bad worse than some of the performances in the premier League last season so absolute disgrace that first 25 minutes you know the players are all over the place we were out fought out coached out guns out everything we were terrible but you know thank you qpr for not taking your chances and right. uh, you know they paid the price for that so, absolutely arguably, you know you know we we recovered we got a bit of composure when you know you know kamara scored a well a well a good goal from from a good cross from Dennis adoy and uh I think there was only going to be one winner, of it? But arguably speaking, I just think you know we didn't deserve to win over ninety minutes. QB had more chances. We, we rode our luck. They didn't take their chances, and I think we have to be grateful for snatching three points off our local rivals. It wasn't the. It wasn't it was far from convincing. Put it that way, it was a very unconvincing performance, but three points are
1: three points. That's right, Emilio. And what's interesting about what you just said is that. I can tell you how many times we've done a show together where we talked mm. about, well, Fulham didn't take their chances and ended up losing. Mm, well, exactly. now the shoe's on the other foot, right? Exactly. exactly. And that's actually a nice sight if you look at it because <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with a lot that you said because I think very easily QPR could have been up 3-1 to one at the half. Mm. Very easily. But they did not take their chances. And thankfully, Mark Rodak stepped up big after mm. the first mm. goal. I thought he played well after that and kept it 1-1 because very interesting that we talk about QPR because I want to give them credit, and I actually tweeted this Mm. out. They were the much better side in the first half. They came out with all kinds of enthusiasm, and they took it to Fulham, and Fulham actually had to weather the storm to stay in this match, find a goal, and they got that goal from Kamara and everything changes after that point. But still, even with the change of being 1-1, QPR still looked dangerous. The second mm-hmm. half was a different story, Emilio, because I thought Fulham were far the better side in the second half. So that's absolutely. those are my initial thoughts. What are your thoughts about the change from the first half to the second half?
0: Yeah, I you know, I said the first half, first twenty five minutes we were absolutely dire, and you know, QPR should have been two up in the first ten minutes. There was another yep. chance that they they should have buried that chance in the back of the net, an open goal, to be honest. So they thankfully they missed that chance. But you know, after we were on, slightly on top going into, the, going into half time, but we made the substitution. Maybe that was fortuitous because Harrison Reed had his probably his worst game for Fulham tonight. He, he, yep. he went off injured. Bobby Reed came on, and again I keep saying Bobby Reed is for me. I still he's not good enough to start a game. Every time he started, he's been ineffective. I've always said time and time again in the show he's more he, he's more effective when he comes on as a substitute and has more of an impact when we're either chasing a game or trying to win the game. And that's what he exactly did. I thought I thought he gave us more energy, more enthusiasm. We were more of you know attacking. That you know, you got knockout was more you know was was looking dangerous. Cavalero, obviously on the other side, also creating a bit of havoc. And we would we would we were you know we, there was only going to be one winner as far as I was concerned. But then you know we got that second goal, and Kamara again took his chance as well. You know he was very composed, very professional, you know very mild mannered, you know, even with the celebrations and. uh but as soon as we were planning to get a third goal, you know, Scott Parker changed tactics. We went we went five at the back and yep. I thought we, that was I thought that was quite negative. I thought that was a negative change. I thought we should have we should have kept Anthony Knockout, who I thought was looking very dangerous and lively and but you know, he took him off and uh, we reverted to sitting back and defend for the last twenty minutes, which I thought was quite negative and at times we did ride our luck and if you know, QPR were more uh, were more creative and more uh, more more clinical. Maybe they they could have got away with a draw there, but in the end we hung on for dear life. And but, you know, I was a little bit concerned with those substitutions second half. A little bit puzzling some of them to be frank.
1: It's very interesting that you say that because as we go back and we look at the second half, and you talk about the goal that put Fulham ahead, actually the match winner from Kamara. Mm. You have two excellent chances for Fulham to make it three to mm. one. Knockout hits the post. And then yep. just a minute later, you have Cavalera hits the post. That one was not as uh, good of an opportunity as the knockout one. If knockout one goes and I think we're not as obviously stressed as we are at the end of this match. Mm-hmm. And holding on for dear life, as you said. And I'm glad that you talked about the substitutions because I found them interesting as well because we were still pushing at that point, in Miller, But then, like mm. you said, he he went defensive. He went to hold on for the victory. It worked, yeah. but like you said, did it need to be that way?
0: Yeah, not just you know. I, I thought at that point, I thought uh, Andy Knockout look, was our this and probably had the most energy. First half he was very, he was quite quiet. The second half he came out with a bang, and you know you, de- you definitely saw the enthusiasm, the aggression, the passion there. And I actually would have kept him on, and if anything, take in you know, a he, he He ran his socks off for seventy minutes, scored two he did. goals that was an opportunity for him to be substituted get a round of applause from standing ovation from the fans and maybe put Bobby Reid up front and maybe just keep this right. you know I that would, that would, for me would have been a more natural change but he took off Anthony Nockar who was who was at oh, his prime you know he's i mean his best spell of the game and suddenly the game you know the game just completely went flat after that Bobby yeah. Reid was ineffective for the last 20 minutes we barely saw him um we were you know giving the ball away cheaply and we we were trying to Play the ball long, trying to clear. It felt like you're trying to hang on for an FA Cup win in in the dying minutes. That's what it felt like. <laughs> rather than right. trying, I just thought we were a bit too negative. It was too early to make that sort of tactical substitution, and uh, quite disappointed with that. But at the end of the day, we we got the three points. But yeah, it's you know, we we should have we should, the substitutions were just a little bit puzzling. But, um, okay. but he'll be applauded for uh, for giving Kamara a start, and I applaud him for that as well. Yeah, Absolutely, I, I agree. Good choice. You know, being a, big, you know, a big, I'm not saying a big fan of Kamara, but He's a player that most people, you know, question his commitment and effort. But give him his dues. He, you know, he stood. He took his opportunities well. Took his, took his goals both well. And uh, you know, we've got to applaud him for being man of the match. You know, for, for, the, for that performance and that. But again, he ran his socks off and looked a little bit tired at the end. And I think you know we were ineffective, eh, because we had maybe Abubakar Kamara, who was you know was ran his socks off, too tired to continue to play for the last twenty minutes. But overall. Lucky performance, lucky win, but uh, we've got to do better.
1: Okay, very good there. Emilio, before we go to the turning point in this match, because I, w- I want to know when you felt that this match turned, let's go back because we, again, I, I want to end on a high because this is a victory. But we mm, do have exactly. to f- I'll also talk about what went wrong in the first half because you talked to me off air about the first five minutes. Again, you have a team coming at you like QPR. They were ready to play for some reason. Fulham weren't. We've seen this too many times. Mm, so mm. let's talk about what went wrong, especially in the first half, the beginning of the match. And I have to say this because Tim Ream is, uh, again, a player that has been a player of the season for Fulham. He was terrible in this match, Emilia. <laughs> I mean, horrible was, in this match. Was. And I don't you know. I, I've seen people say jet lag and making excuses. Okay, we we can say that, but I have to call what I'm watching. He was really bad in this match, mm-hmm. Emilio. So let's talk about he the was, problems yeah. in the first half, and then we'll switch to talk about the turning point, which really set Fulham mm-hmm. off for this victory.
0: You know, I thought, that you said, you mentioned over, give let's give QPR credit. They they have their tactics right. They all they pressed us right from the you off. Give you know, they, came, credit. they came at us. Yes. You know, they, they, they pressed us and pressed us, and they forced us into making mistakes in that first yes. five, ten minutes.
1: You know, we couldn't get out of our hearts. And that's how you play against Fulham, honestly. Force yeah, them in to absolutely. Make a mistakes.
0: You, know, you know, you know, Rodak, you know, for some reason, missed past the ball, went straight for a throw-in. And then from that, Joe Bryan was called up twice out of position in the lead-up to that first goal. You know, Joe Bryan just seemed like he hadn't even, hadn't even got his kit off. He was, he, was, he was poor. He should have defended a, you know, a lot tighter, stayed a lot tighter with the attacking player. But there's a catalogue of issues. Just you know, We were just disorganised. We didn't have any shape. You know, Tim Ream look, did look jet-lagged, he, he, he was not very sharp at all. Mawson was very slack, and his, his, it was just a catalogue of issues. And to be honest, you know, we deserved to be a goal down so soon because QPR, for their, for their credit, they kept pressing us. And second, and then within yep. a few more minutes, they could have scored a second. You know, there was a, there was a loose ball. Yep. The QPR player hit it over the bar. And not if they were clinical, that would have been 2-0, pretty much game over within 10 minutes. So, But after that, I think we, we did ride our luck. They hit the post, if I recall.
1: Yes, we did. Rodak
0: sort of, you know, Rodak made some solid saves. So ultimately, it's we were lucky just to go in, just you know, with half, half, you know, twenty, twenty-five minutes into the game, only one-nil down, you know, and then, and then, you know, we, you know, we've, you know, what was it Dennis Odoi? A bit of skill, great cross into the box, and Kamara took
1: his head away. Well. Tremendous cross, by the way.
0: Yeah, lovely, lovely. And again, this Dennis Odoi, you know, yes, he's def- He has his critics defensively, but he, he Whenever he wears that shirt, he wears it with pride. You know he, he you know he didn't give up. He kept pushing and pushing. Great great cross, great header from Kamara, and that and that spurred us on. But um but again, there's just in, there's too many lacklustre performances in that first. half. Joe Bryan out of position time and time again. Yep. I'm going to call out Tom Kearney for for doing very little. I can't remember anything on note that he did in that first half. You know, as captain, you need to be stepping up when the chips are down, and I, I didn't see that tonight. Okay. But um, Harrison Reed had great. his worst performance in the Fulham shirts, from all, yep. you know, what I can see. He was very ineffective and kept giving the ball away quite cheaply. But
1: Okay, excellent there, Emilio. And Again, I'm, I do want to mention some of the saves from Merrick Rodak. He actually made mm. one in the 29th minute, the one that really stands out to me. Naki Walsh was one-on-one with him, and fantastic save mm. by Marek Rodak. But you also had other opportunities here for qpr you know again you had a couple of possible own goals by fulham and mm, rodak mm. had to come up big <laughs> which he did in the 43rd minute you had a save by rodak that again came off of uh, alfie moss and you also had one with tim ream that hit the post mm. you know again all these situations very fortunate fulham to be 1-1 at the half so let's talk about what is the turning point from you is it somewhere in the second half? Is it the goal in the first half from Abubakar Kamara? Where do you see this match really turning? I think Harrison Reed coming off and you know Bobby Reed coming on. I thought that I
0: think that that just gave us a bit more injection of pace okay. and we were a lot bit more positive and more direct. And you know Bobby Reed giving his dues. He actually pressed the QPR goalkeeper in the lead up to that second goal. He forced the keeper to not kick the ball out. You know way out of out of danger, so eventually we caught we got possession from that poor kick from the goalkeeper. Thanks to Bobby Reed, pressurising him, and then Kamara took his goal well. So ultimately, I think I was, that was a changing point for me. Bobby Reed coming on, but again, I'm still a little bit cynical about Bobby Reed overall. What is, what is his position? What's his natural position in this team? I don't know where. Great best point. Fits. I, I don't know, know what it is Kevin either.
1: either. Of,
0: yeah, you know he's, he's he's on the left, he's on the right, he's in the middle, he can play forward. I'm not quite sure where he fits into uh, into our overall plan. That's why I feel whenever he starts. Again, for Fulham, he's invariably not very effective. He makes more of an impact with his pace coming on as substitute in the second half. And, he, and again, he, he proved us right again. He, made, he did yep. make a difference, but then as soon as we made the tactical change, you know, the, you know, he was ineffective for the last 20 minutes. Right. We didn't really see much of him.
1: Very interesting. I'm glad that we're focusing on the positives and also the negatives because mm. again, that's what's uh, good about doing this with you, Miller. You're right there. You're seeing the moves made by the full manager and how the players reacted to it positively and negatively. And I'm glad that you're sharing all that with me. I do want to mention, because again, let's let's talk about the go-ahead goal, the match winner from Kamara, because here we are, we're talking about the mistakes that QPR were forcing on Fulham in the first half. Well, QPR, were doing the same thing in reverse Mm. for Fulham, because this, again, a mistake from the QPR goalkeeper Lumley. Yeah was what opened up the goal for Abubakar Kamara. So let's talk about that, because for whatever reason, and uh, again, the announcer was talking about how QPR can't have a clean sheet, and uh, I think Mm. I see why, because they make several mistakes as well defensively. So let's talk about the match winner now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've read a stat that they're the only team in the four divisions in England that hasn't kept half a clean sheet all season. So, yeah, that was quite obvious on tonight. But, yeah, you know, we Reid pressed the goalkeeper into making that error. That's right. Literally that, you know, from there on, you know, we 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 were in the ascendancy. And, you know, Kamara, you know, again, t- t- calm, composed. Maybe two two seasons ago, he would have rushed that, 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 that uh, taking that goal. But here he was a lot more calm, composed. And, you know, he, he was trying to, put, you know... Place the ball in the corner, the keeper got his hand to it, but unfortunately he didn't do enough to uh, to keep it out from the back of the net. But again, thanks to Bobby Reed for putting the goalkeeper under pressure and for Kamara for take, you know, making a well-taken well, well taken finish. And all okay. credit to him for scoring his two goals and taking his opportunity. But interesting question now, maybe one to ask our fans is, does he deserve to start the next game against Derby County? <laughs> question mark. Would you... You know, i mean, interested to see what the fans think. You know, what should he should he start? Should he not? So again, he's earned his right to start, but then again, you can't keep the big man out, Mitrovic. You know, so <laughs> to see what, what what dilemma Parker has and what he's going to do on Tuesday night.
1: I hear you, my friend. It's very interesting that you share that. Okay, well, let's end with getting your man of the match. Before I do that, I actually just tweeted out and put on Facebook, "Who is your full man of the match?" I have some very interesting. Responses to this because uh, I had one person in mind, but there are some interesting answers to this. Okay, so let's start with mm. IBZ321. This is what he had to say on Twitter. Cavalero absolutely ran his socks off, but AK-47 for repaying confidence. Parker has in him. Very risky mm. from Parker, but it paid off. Mike Levy says, AK, but Rodak definitely deserves his credit. James Peters says, AK, tough for me to tweet that. Andy Rose says, AK, he had a great game. Adam Bright said, no question, he showed me a picture of Kamara. Fake Salt Lake says, AK was great, but it's got to be Rodak. So that's on Twitter, Amelia. On Facebook, mm-hmm. very interesting. What's on Facebook? I got to share this with you. Andy Robbins says, Dennis Adoy, by some distance, Rodak quality too. Lee Walsh, Dennis, by far a very impressive uh-huh. performance. Chris Davidson, Kamara, or Rodak. Warren Clements, uh-huh. from what I saw, I think, in terms of overall performance, Dennis had a solid game. I was uh-huh. surprised to see Dennis Adoy mentioned so much, but I think I understand <laughs> it. What are your yeah, thoughts about yeah. the comments from the Fulham supporters? And also, who is your man of the match?
0: yeah my man of the match, I think has come to be Kamara, you know you know, given all the issues twelve months ago you know he's he's waited his turn he's you know he's been given the chance, been given the trust by Scott Parker and took his chances as well you know the he he ran the line very very well, he won some good headers, he you know held the ball well Some some straight he didn't get the ball often away two years ago, you know for the unpredictability he was quite wasteful in his times of his passing, but tonight, I thought he was very professional. Very mm-hmm. calm and composed, unlike two years ago, and he took both goals well. So, but for me, there's no question. It manned the match for me. Rodak second, and Dennis third. Dennis, you know, good cross for the uh the first goal. He defended reasonably well throughout, and you know he was always trying to push forward and trying to make something happen. But you know, in my my views, Kamara first, um, Rodak second for the great saves he made, despite the error in the first, for the first goal, and um and Dennis third.
1: Okay, and listen, I am glad that some fans are noticing the play of Dennis Adoy because Dennis Adoy mm. is the type of player that I can get behind. He's not flashy Emilio. He just does mm. his job. He's just one of those players that I think is valuable on your team.
0: Yeah. I love and, Dennis. I always have done. You know, I know yeah. he, you know, he's made his mistakes over the years. Of again, course he has. In the promotion season, you know, he'll right. be remembered for that, that, that terrible back pass, which resulted in the two-all draw. But whenever he wears that shirt, he wears it with pride. He does. more than that from a player. So you know, I love having Dennis. Even having him on the bench in the squad, just it creates a lot of positivity in the amongst the players. But the only thing I was, and I mentioned, I think I mentioned it a couple of shows ago. What, what I'm noticing very often amongst the players when things aren't clicking, and you know, we went a goal down, balls were misplaced in the first half. We had that dreadful 25 minutes. Yep. The body language of the players, the, you know, the you know the, the gesticulation between the plays, you know, the you know arguing amongst players, back chatting all Something's not quite right. I can't put my finger on it. It's, you know, I know when when things aren't going well, you know, you know, heads are down, people, you know, you, you start to argue amongst yourselves. It's happening a bit too often. You know, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I sometimes see there's a lack of togetherness when the, when chips are down, and I don't, I don't see our captain coming to do something about it. So Tom Kenny was you know really anonymous for the best part of the game, but uh, but yeah, something's not quite right when. I'm um, when things aren't clicking and I don't know what the issue is there. But yeah, people who are at the ground beginning to see the, industry, the fans who are at the ground, whether they can see sort of the sort of the back chat in the comments and the frustration the players are showing amongst each other. That needs to be curbed.
1: I totally agree, Amelia. I'm glad mm. that you're mentioning this because we're trying to put our finger on why mm. everything isn't clicking. Because mm. I watched this, it just isn't clicking yet. We are now near the end of November and I thought it would click by now. And it hasn't. Mm. And what you're telling me that you're seeing at the ground is something to be concerned about because they all need to be on the same page, especially mm-hmm. when you're down. You need to stop the fighting amongst yourselves mm-hmm. and rally together. And yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. And honestly, that's why, you know, I keep going back to this. Players that I think are valuable to your side, even if he doesn't play, I think having Kevin McDonald still on your team and Mm -hmm. being able to play some kind of role, even on the bench, I think is valuable because he's a leader. Dennis Odoi, I think, is a leader. You need more players like that.
0: And Mm -hmm. I understand
1: why you talked about the captain because he's not that type of leader, but he needs to take control of the situation and rally everyone together. So whether he's vocal or not, he's the captain. It's his job to... To bring the team together and stop what's going on there because you can't exactly. have the infighting. It's gonna catch up to you. Like yeah, you and I are talking often, about a million. A bit too
0: often. Now, bit too right. often. I don't know, and I can't put my finger on it. I mean, it can't be you know, it seems to happen every game when you know, obviously when you're down, when you, when frustration creeps in and actually that's sort of behavior. There's something that doesn't seem to be a an a consistent togetherness in that team and I'm not sure if that's because of performances or frustrations or what have you, but it's there's something, maybe there's something underlying, and we don't know, but uh, okay. only time will tell, I guess.
1: Okay, very good. And uh, before we go, any final thoughts about this uh, victory, Amelia? You know, again, you started off by saying you felt that Fulham were fortunate to win. I understand where mm. you're going, but as we both end this podcast, mm. the College Talk Full Time, I guess I keep going back to this because we talk about this not having a great performance. In the end, they got all three points. In the mm. end, they found a way. To hold on. So yeah, I can't so. feel terrible about getting all three points. <laughs> I understand what you're talking about, that we should always look at the performance and what went yeah. wrong. But in the end, they got all three points.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, we're fourth on the table, you know, we're not playing particularly well, we're not setting the world alight yet, we're sporting the league. So hopefully that bodes well. And there's some similarities to the Chris huden side that got promoted when he was at Brighton uh two or well, three seasons ago. So similarity. Yep. they we get commenting on how they keep winning ugly and not yeah. setting the world lightly, but they keep picking up points, picking That's up wins. Right. And if we can continue to do that, then we'll have a chance of getting promotion, hopefully automatic. But there'll be, we need to start dominating a few more games. I think if we really want to start setting our mind, now we've got no more international breaks. It's going back to right. back games, two games a week on average, and um, you know we need to find a way to to, to keep winning. And keep performing, and you know, keep injury free as well. Because I'm, I think at times the bench looks a little bit light today. It does. You know, overall, that's a you good know, point. that's a worry as well. So we just need to be mindful of that. Any injuries that we pick up to key players, and, and we definitely have the depth in that on that bench to uh, to make a difference. So just fingers crossed we don't pick up an injury. But now it's all hands to the pump, two games a week for the next few months. This is this is a we need to start continuing to build on these victories rather than sort of win one game and then lose the next one more consistently.
1: Absolutely there, Emilio. My final thoughts, and then we're going to wrap this up, because I wanted to see how Fulham would play without Alexander Mitrovich. You never want to see your best player out, but it's also an opportunity for someone to step up. And I said, next man up. Well, who was Mm -hmm. the next man up? Abubakar Kamari, he stepped up. Mm -hmm. And I think it shows something that you can win without your best player. That, to me, is something that I don't think – We talk enough about because you want to see how they can react without him, without someone of that level. Because I kept hearing on the broadcast how how much of a blow it was not having Mitrovic. They won the match. They found a way. (laughs) Exactly. And I think you can use that moving forward because you can go back and say, you know what, if something happens to Mitrovic, you're out, he's out for a match, you know that you can win without him. Not that you want to have him out, but you can now go back into the vault and say, you know what? we beat QPR without him. We can do it again. So I think that that's a huge positive to come out of this. All right. Great stuff there, Emilio. Fantastic. Let's wrap this up for Emilio. Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you always for listening to cottage talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms supply. See mcdonalds.com.